Welcome to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Badass Direct Sales Mastery is a podcast for rock star direct sales moms who are determined to make their business kick ass. Jenny will share her knowledge of effective sales and recruiting techniques, tips to get what you want from your business, and will interview direct sales professionals and leaders from various companies. The interviews will give insight to how these rock stars got to where they are and where they plan to grow in the future. And now, the direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Welcome back to another episode of Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast. I am your host, Jenny Bellinger, your direct sales dom, helping you whip your business into shape. Today, I have with me my very good friend and also my coach and mentor when it comes to content creation. Her name is Kimberly Whitecamp. Now, for those of you who are like, content creation, what's that? Well, don't freak out. Trust me. You want to listen to this episode and this interview with Kimberly because she's brilliant. There's a reason why I hired her as my mentor and coach. So let me tell you a little bit about Kimberly. Kimberly is a conversion copywriter, marketing strategist, and a podcaster. As the creator of the Audience Conversion Method and host of the Audience Converter Podcast for community leaders, she helps community leaders, coaches, and course creators convert their audience from strangers to loyal fans. Kimberly works with her clients to put the right message in front of the right person at the right time, especially in emails. She loves talking marketing, travel, and all things sci-fi, which is part of the reason why she and I get along so well. Welcome to the show, Kimberly. Oh my gosh, Jenny. Thank you so much for having me and that amazing introduction. (laughs) I'm super stoked to talk to you. And yes, of course, we bonded over the fact that we have both been to space camp. Yes, we've both been to space camp. And have you been on Sharice Alexander's TNG podcast yet? I have not. You should totally do that because apparently I was their very first female guest, even though it's even (laughs) even though her podcast. So for those of you who are listening right now, who are are sci-fi fans, Sharice Alexander is the co-host of the TNG podcast. Yes, it's all about Star Trek The Next Generation. And I was their very first female guest. They had had lots of men on, but they hadn't had any women on yet. So I know they've had one or two more since then, but they still have mostly men. So Kimberly, you should totally, (laughs) I'll I'll recreate an introduction or reintroduce you to Sharice that you can get on her show because we had so much fun. It was a blast. You would you would totally love it. And you guys would have a great conversation or maybe we should just do like an all female panel. I don't know, but all female panel for the win. (laughs) <laughs> talking sci-fi and the role of women in sci-fi and the role of women specifically in Star Trek. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, I love it. Okay. Sharice, we coming for you, girl. We coming for you. <laughs> anyway, so Kimberly, let's start with how did you get into content copywriting, email copywriting? Like what's, how'd you get into this world? So that way we can begin to let people know about that. Absolutely. So, you know, I've got a, 
I always say I have an odd path to the journey that I actually do what I do now. But then, you know, the more people I talk to, the more I realize there is no right path or normal path. So really, I just have my fun path in that I have managed to avoid corporate my entire life. Yay. And (laughs) basically, I was working as an English teacher in Spain. And I was getting tired of it. So I was looking for another opportunity of something to do. And I got this email from my mother and it said a job opportunity, not spam. Now, that is the epitome of great copywriting. First off, it was from my mom. So of course I opened it. And second of all, it was intriguing and curiosity raising. And it appeared at the exact right moment in time when I needed it. And it was about travel writing, actually. So I was living abroad and you know traveling every weekend. So I quickly dived into that. I got my first article published within like a month, uh, but quickly realized that travel writing was not going to make me tons of money. However, from there, I kind of encountered the world of copywriting and never looked back. I love the idea of using the power of words to connect with people and help them do whatever it is that they needed to do. And I just kind of dived in and, and consumed everything I possibly could over the course of a year and opened the doors to my business. I love that. So you've been with, or you started Audience Converter a little over a year ago. I think you're quickly approaching your second anniversary in your own business doing copywriting. I know for a long time you did copywriting for another company and you've really had... Now, first of all, let's define copywriting because there are probably some people listening to this who are new to business, new to new to entrepreneurship. And Mm. they haven't... I I know I went years without knowing what copywriting was. So what is copywriting? Absolutely. So first, I've always been employed by my own. And I just... I was in another industry. So I've actually been Mm. doing this for almost six years now, which is a a shocking number for me to, to realize. But copywriting is basically... Another term for it could be marketing writing. I use usually the the easiest term I find for people to understand is basically every time you put your message out in front of the people you want to buy from you, that's copywriting in some way, shape or form, as long as it is the written word. However, if you're creating a video, for example, oftentimes people write the script first. So it's still copywriting because at the end of the day, copywriting is only copywriting if it leads people to take an action. So everything I do, everything I create for people uh, it's writing to talk to your people and then asking them to take that next step, whatever that next step looks like. Ah, that is such perfect definition of it. I love it. I love it because for years I, I heard the term, heard the term was not a hundred percent sure what it was. So that's good for, you know, the, the badass crew, my, my, my listeners to, to know what that is because they are creating content each and every day that they post on social media, each and every day that they send an email, if they're creating their own emails to go out to potential customers, customers, potential hostesses, hostesses, team members, et cetera, all the people that they are doing business with um, in order to move their business forward, right? So I, and I had the opportunity to meet you first through podcasting if I remember correctly, through through Doug Sandler's program, right? Yes, absolutely. Our, our mutual friend, Doug. Yes, yes. The amazing Doug Sandler, who I need to get on the podcast. Surprisingly, he has not been on yet. <gasps> no, he's a double guest on mine and I'm about to become a triple. 
<laughs> I need to get them on mine because I think there are a lot of I think there are a lot of network marketers who have a great message and story to share. And podcasting would be a great easy way for them to share it, but it seems so scary. So bringing Doug on would be great. So that's where you and I first met, and then we met in Virginia Mooskey's Get Connected. Lot we we got reintroduced through there, and I was like, wait, I know this chick because we live in the same city ish metropolitan <laughs> area, right? It counts. Um, it, yeah, close enough, right? We're both cards fans. So that's what that's what matters, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, y'all, if you're if you're a Cubs fan, it's it's okay. You, you can still listen. I won't stop you. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna burst Jenny's bubble here. Um I'm a hockey fan. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Blues, cards, you know, St. Louis fan, right? That's absolutely that's, that's what matters as long as the STL is being represented. So, got it. Um, so we got reintroduced there, and then I had the opportunity. You reached out and you said, "Hey, I've got this three day workshop co- workshop coming up. I'd love it if you were there because you had mentioned, you know, I had mentioned during the thing that copywriting is the thing that I struggle quite a bit with is is mm-hmm. getting that done. And so I signed up, Kimberly. That workshop was amazing amazing (laughs) the amount of stuff that i got done in those three days was mind-blowing and worth every freaking penny i've got to say it was amazing kimberly when did you start doing well first of all what what was the official title of the workshop and when did you start doing those it's audience conversion live and that was the second one that I had done. And I, I kind of started with just offering workshop style events because it's it's a common story I hear all the time, right? I don't know what copywriting is. I think it's probably something I should be doing, but I have no idea where to start. And they're like, oh, well, maybe I should go hire somebody, but they don't even know what to look for. So I want to help kind of bridge that gap for so many people be like, okay, this is what you need to know, whether you do it yourself or you get somebody else to do it for you. You, you have to know the basics, right? You have to know kind of like where you're coming from. So, and I realized like I was going to these three-day events. I love meeting people at them, but you know, you're so exhausted and you come home and you're like, okay, now I need another 50 hours to go and implement everything I just learned. And that just doesn't work, you know? So I decided that I was going to take a different approach and do it workshop style. So you get your training, you get your understanding and you get your time to do it. Yeah, exactly. And what was what was really nice about it too was the immediate feedback on what we were writing. I I because that, you know, one of the things that probably a majority of the people that you're working with struggle with, I would guess, is the fact that they think they're not good writers. Um <laughs> Right. I hear that all the time. You think you're not a good writer. And I would like to challenge people by saying, okay, what does a good writer sound like? What makes a good writer? Because the skills you need to like write a novel versus the skills you need to write an email to your own list versus the skills you need to write an academic paper are very, very, very different. In fact, it took me like a year and a half to unlearn academic writing so I could become a copywriter because it's completely different. (laughs) Yes. Yes, very much so. Having having done my own academic writing back, you know, because I was a professional student from 1995 until 2005. Ooh, um, there you go. Yeah, and and I only have one degree to show for it. It's really kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but it enriched your person. It did absolutely, and it, it it's fed into who I am today for sure. But I. You know, one of the things I was really good at academic writing, and and I think what kind of maybe took a little bit of a hit to my own 
confidence in writing was when I did work in the world of education for a period of time, part of my job was to write, writing letters to invite superintendents of school districts to an event so that we could show off our facility as a field trip destination for the students in their district. And I would write these letters and my boss would like use enough red ink that you could probably <laughs> paint a barn in terms of all the changes that that they wanted made to mm-hmm. to those letters and it it drove me crazy cuz eventually what i figured out was we just have different voices we have different ways of speaking so it was just it wasn't like these were grammatical issues i mean occasionally yes it was a punctuation thing but sometimes it was just you know she had a different way of saying something than I would. And she wanted it to go out, you know, because it was going out representing our thing. And I, so I said, okay, fine. You want it to sound a certain way, you write it. Absolutely. Right. And that is something I hear from pretty much everybody. And I really want your audience to, to tune into this because as network marketers, it's all about who you are. Like that's what's going to draw people in. That's what's going to make people stick around. That's what's going to make people stop and listen to your message and and how you can help them. So, so often I hear, you know, people will tell me, oh, you know, this is what I do, but I don't know how to say that in marketing speak. To which I say, there is no such thing as marketing speak. Your marketing should be a reflection of working with you. So if you create something that sounds completely different than who you are, and that's what you send out, and then people have a conversation with you, there's a disconnect and it confuses mm. them. And they're like, wait a minute, uh, there's a broken trust because it's not what they thought they were going to get. So I want everyone to realize that your voice is what's going to sell yourself, is what's most important in your marketing because your marketing is you. You are the face of what you do. So your marketing should sound like you. Yeah, I would I would venture to say that anybody who has received emails from me, anybody who has gone to my website goes, oh yeah, that's that's, that's Jenny. Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That is Jenny. Right. Very tongue in cheek and uh, walking the line of sass and having a lot of fun all along the way and hopefully making people laugh because that's what I love to do. So with all of this going through for for network marketers, so being authentic, be yourself, use your own voice. You don't have to worry about perfection, which is really nice because you aren't perfect and neither is any of your potential customers, hostesses, team members, they're not perfect either, right? And and my guess is is none of them are expecting perfection of you. Would you would you say that we tend to be harder on ourselves in this than you know, than others expect from us? Yeah, there's this perspective for a lot of people and I struggled with it as well. I have a great story actually. My the only business writing training I had was high school English, right? Which was outdated when I took it. I just want to point out to everyone. (laughs) But this, you know, in this class, they were talking about, you know, the proper way to to write a business letter where like the first half of the page is an address and nothing else, right? And, you know, memo writing and how to properly do follow-up from a job interview, which, you know, we all apply online now and it doesn't matter because you don't even know who read your resume. So that was the only training I had in writing when I first started my business. And I had no business training, you know, quote unquote business training. So I was like, okay, I guess that's the proper way to do it. And I went to my very first conference and I had been in touch with a few people because there was a job fair, people looking for copywriters. 
And you got to you know talk to them at the job fair, and then you could do a pitch to say, hey, okay, I have this idea. Is that something you want to hire me for? And I got hired by like three different companies at the job fair. But one of them did me the biggest favor ever. And she told me, she's like, you know what? I'm so glad I got to meet you in person because based off of your emails, I thought you weren't going to be a good fit for the company culture. I thought you were too formal and too stiff and it wasn't going to work out for you to work with us. But after meeting you, you're so fun and bubbly and effervescent. And I can't wait to work with you. And you've got such great ideas. And that made me realize how important it was for every piece of communication, whether you want to call it marketing or not in your head, how important it is for it to sound like you. Because when we try to be somebody we're not so that we can appear more business-like, it just ends up creating a bad situation for everybody. Mm. So. So true. And I think that's it. That's that disconnect is what ends up causing issues when people start trying to start trying to market for the first time outside of, you know, outside of their outside of their company's marketing that's being done for them. Because, of course, network marketers, direct sales representatives, multi-level marketing consultants, their companies are doing email marketing for them, but it's all product focused or it's 75% product focused, 25% recruitment focus, right? Because that's what matters to the company. They're not working to create relationship because they can't write an email from you. Exactly. Exactly. So a lot of representatives in in this industry do not do their own email marketing because they are relying on what the company's doing for them. So how would you recommend somebody get started in representing themselves email-wise? I think one of the most important things for anyone who's who's listening in, for anyone who's wanting to create their own marketing, is to first know who you're talking to. Now, as somebody who's in direct sales, of course, they're like, well, I know who I'm talking to. I'm talking to people who are interested in, in what it is that you know I'm a representative for. But the thing is, is that that's the broad category, right? That's the broad audience. In order for you to really represent yourself and to best represent how it is you can help people, you want to know who you're talking to. So you can't talk to everybody. You have to know exactly who you're speaking with. I remember from an earlier conversation with you, when you first got started, you were selling jewelry, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. So selling jewelry, right? Are you talking to single moms? Are you talking to women in corporate? Are you talking to women who only need a piece of jewelry for the few times a year they have to accompany somebody to a formal, ultra, ultra formal event, right? What exactly is that jewelry saying for them? What exactly are the people you're talking to wanting from that? So you have to know who it is you're speaking with. And you can't just say, well, I'm talking to every woman who wants a piece of jewelry. Well, okay, that's the world. Congrats. That's really broad. Who exactly is your target market? Are you looking for people who are only interested in giving gifts? Are you looking for people who want to treat themselves? Is it like an anniversary for them? Are they looking for both male and female jewelry? What exactly are you looking for? As an example. Yeah. No, and I I think you're absolutely right because one of the things I used to train my team on when they would come on and they would say, okay, what do I say when somebody says, what do you do? And I said, okay, well, let me tell you the number one thing you don't say. The number one thing you don't say is I sell and then fill in the blank, right? I don't sell, you know, I sell jewelry. I sell oils. I sell, you know, 
legal protection, you know? Right. Yeah. Whatever, whatever your, your, the product or service that your company offers, you don't say I sell, right? When people ask what you do, you've got to, by identifying who your tribe is. So what I used to say when I was in the, in, in my jewelry business was I help busy professional women get ready faster in the morning and feel more confident so they can go out and kick ass in their day. There you go. Bros, busy professional women. That's exactly who you were selling to. But you know what? I mentioned three or four or five different other categories that might be somebody's ideal person to speak with. Remember, and it also comes from, right? What is your story and how does it bring in to what you're talking about? Absolutely. And, you know, for me, busy professional women work because that's what I was at the time. I was a busy professional woman. I was trying to find ways to get ready faster in the morning because I had two very young children. I did not have time to spend an hour between shower, hair, makeup, jewelry, clothing, all the things, right? Mm-hmm. I had 30 good minutes in in a morning to get ready if I and to be able to go out and you know, then get my kids ready and then go about my day. Right. So it made sense for me to do that because that's exactly what I was doing. I was like, okay, how can I make my morning go faster? So then I taught my clients how to make their morning go faster with jewelry and fashion. And so I wasn't selling jewelry. I was a fashion educator. There you go. It's a good time. So it really helped with my connection with people because then others knew who to refer me to, right? When they met Mm -hmm. a busy professional woman and they saw jewelry on her that they liked, they knew that they could refer her to me because of that's how I introduced myself. I knew my tribe. I knew that backwards, forwards, and inside out. Here in my coaching business, I work with badass direct sales moms. There you go. Badass direct sales moms. Right? Exactly. So, you know, when you know your tribe, when you know your people, it becomes so much easier to speak to them. And I've I've got a clear picture of who I'm talking to. I'm not trying to sell to every person in direct sales. There are some companies that I absolutely have zero interest in working with, none, because they just are not aligned with my values and who I am. There are other companies that are a perfect alignment and we get along great and wonderfully, right? It's be- <laughs> It's a beautiful, wonderful thing, right? So, so Kimberly, one of the things that you have graciously offered is this wonderful opportunity for people to get a, I think it's a checklist. Is that right? It's a free guide, actually. Ooh. It's a, it's like the top seven tips, basically. And this really goes into what we're talking about, right? Where you need to be yourself in your marketing and you need to know who you're talking to and you need to create that connection, right? As network marketers at We all know how important it is to actually build a relationship with the people you're speaking with. And there's no easier way to do that with what I call a welcome series. So basically, it's the first few emails people are going to get from you when they join your list. And I've got a guide on how to craft the perfect welcome series, You know how to get more clicks, more opens, more engagement, and ultimately more sales from email number one. And that is going to be in the show notes, the link. I love it. Exactly right. You can tell Kimberly is a podcast host because she's like, go to the show notes, go to the show notes. That's where the link is. It's in the show notes, right? We're not going to tell you guys what the link is because the link is in the show notes and it's it's 
it's kind of long. So we yes. just, you guys know how this goes. As long as you're not driving, grab your phone, click on the episode that you're listening to right now, scroll up and you will see the show notes and uh, the freebie is listed right there as the, as the welcome. Oh gosh. What's the exact title of it again? <laughs> Crafting the Perfect Welcome Series. There we go. Crafting the Perfect Welcome Series. You guys will find that link in the show notes. So you can go check out how to identify your tribe and begin writing those first few emails that let everybody know who you are and be you and welcome them into your community as you move forward. So thank you for being here and sharing this awesome information, Kimberly. I so appreciate you being willing to share your knowledge and expertise with with my badass crew. Well, thank you so much, Jenny, for having me on. As you know, I always love chatting with you and I love chatting marketing pretty much any day of the week. So this is always fun for me. Thank you so much for having me. You are very, very welcome. And you know, I think at some point, we're probably going to have to have you back to talk a little bit more about this because I'm sure there will be questions from audience members of people who want us to go just a little bit deeper in this. So love to have you back soon. Sounds great. Awesome. All right, Badass Crew, you guys know how this goes. Stay tuned because there is another Badass episode on its way. Thanks for listening to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Why are you waiting to go to BadassDirectSalesMastery.com? Don't make the dom get her whip. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with another rock star that you know in direct sales after you subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. You can also check out the show notes for links and any contact information mentioned in today's episode. We'll see you next time.